We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. What up, everybody? Welcome to another week of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. It has been an interesting week, to say the least, since we talked to you guys on our last show. We have seen what was supposed to be the election crowning the next president of the United States. It is still ongoing. So our last show was a preview to start off about the election before we went into our talk about MMA, and we did a whole early segment on the election. And then here, here we are. We don't have any definitive news, but we'll talk about that a little bit as well to open up this show. Later on in the show, it's all pro wrestling. So we're previewing AW Full Gear, which goes down this weekend with an amazing main event. I have become a believer in Eddie Kingston. If Kingston wins or we riot. And then we're talking NXT because we didn't get to recap Halloween Havoc very much. We talked about it a little bit, but not a full recap. And NXT UK had a banger of a weekly main event down there. So we have to give that some love. And then, of course, we'll touch on WWE main roster, the good, the bad, the even uglier leading up to Survivor Series, which is always one of the old man's worst builds of the year. So... 
plenty to talk about going on right there. But Dre, we got to start with the election. And to me, my favorite part so far, because we don't have a definitive winner, has been the crazy ass memes and jokes. And you, sir, have went deep into the bag and have been firing them off. Today, I was driving and I laughed out loud because I'm driving, I park, I'm going to a work meeting. I look down on my phone, I'm like, oh, it gives me the alert. Andres has tweeted. All right. Open it up. It's the Lauren Hill tweet. <laughs> I start dying. I know the people next to me are like, yo, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Dying. When you're saying Vegas, this is Nevada when counting votes and it's just Lauren Hill. I was on the floor. That shit is hilarious. What? Let's start from the beginning. What was your setup like? We talked about what we thought we were going to look like. Did you have like the whole... Bat cave set up with the monitors and you're tracking everything. No, or did you just go dark? No, I didn't do it. Like, I sporadically watched the the, the election because here's the, the thing is like, I had a bunch of people, uh, family members, and just people I know were reaching out to me and saying, Oh, Trump's winning this, and like, mad early, right? And I was just like, Dude, I can't do this shit. Like, this is the first election that y'all really watch like this. Like, it's, it was just too much for me. So I just tuned out because every year, well, every election year, it's the same shit. People get super excited for, like, the first, like, two hours when the first reports are coming in. It's, like, 8% of votes and people are like, oh, shit, Trump's got, like, a 60,000 person. Week. Like, who cares? None of that shit matters. So, no, I was doing it. I was watching. What was I watching? Was it Tuesday night? I was watching Veep. That's what I was doing. I was dead ass <laughs> watching Veep. Like I was not watching election coverage until eight thirty. So you were watching a show about the White House, mm -hmm. just not the show about the real White House. Yeah, like I was watching the perfectly appropriate show about the White House, and uh, yeah, I couldn't pay attention. Like I look on social media and see things, but I was like, I can't do this. It was just too many people like going crazy about like super early results. And the only thing that I paid attention to until like roughly 10 o'clock is what I thought this election was going to be a lot closer than people assumed. It was going to be close. People were like, it's going to be a blowout for Biden. No, it's not. It's not going to be a blowout. According to the Electoral College, it'll never work out like that. Yeah. This won't be Reagan annihilating people in the early 80s. This will be a close. This won't be Barack Obama nuking John McCain. This was going to be close. And that. It was the one tweet that I said early was really disheartening because no matter what happens, to know that it roughly half of this country endorses a man who has openly refused to denounce racism, <laughs> xenophobia, uh, botched COVID, uh, is a misogynistic pig, to know half of this country backs that man, no matter who wins, that's the biggest issue with America. Because even if Biden wins, you still got half of these people who are going to go super hard for Trump and start grooming the next presidential candidate. That's the thing. It's like you can't have two Trumps, though. Right. So if that's your guy and that's the temperament you like and that's someone you want to rally. How often do you get another person like that? Like we can't get two Obamas. Right. We don't have another extremely great orator like that on the horizon not yet like obama was a very specific package that people rallied behind now we can 
you know, look and try to find another charismatic person, someone who whose views align with ours, so on and so forth. But when running for president and the buildup, it's so hard to find that person, like a specific type of person that you want to be like someone else. I don't know if we can get another Trump. Where do you get another celebrity apprentice? You could have groomed Kanye for eight years? Like, where, where does this person come from? No, I think it's uh, more so like, it was a tweet that I put out that said, you know, in 92, I watched Rodney King get his ass kicked. And I said, can't get any worse than this. In yeah. 2000, I watched George Bush steal an election. I said, can't get any worse than this. I watched Hurricane Katrina. I said, can't get any worse than this. I watched, you know, uh, Oscar Grant get killed. I said, can't get any worse than this. See where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. Like, Trump won in 2016, beating Hillary Clinton. I said, can't get any worse than this. It's always, it always can get worse than this. So you may not find somebody who is exactly like Trump, just like you can't find anybody who is exactly like George Bush, who was a complete nincompoop. He's an idiot. But he was the president. Yeah. There will be somebody else that comes along in that Trump mold, may not be like a celebrity, may not be uh, as egregiously ridiculous as Trump is, but there'll be somebody that fits those people's needs because those people are going to be energized. They're going to be ready to rally behind somebody to get Joe Biden out of office. So I don't know who it's going to be, but we have to prepare. Like We can't put our guard down because Biden's in office. Yep. I, you mentioned that. You mentioned George Bush. W. His baby face turn has been quite the thing to watch. I mean, is it a baby face turn, though? Yeah, I feel like now, one, Trump helps him a lot, right? Like, at the time, it was like, George Bush stole the election. Which he might have stole the election in Florida. But the eight years, it was like, yo, we need Obama. Like, George Bush is so bad. And then he kind of left office. He was embraced by Michelle Obama. Now their bromance is, like, super cool. And then... He really hasn't started any shit. Like, he's just like, yo, I did that. Leave me alone. Like, he just wants to chill. And then Trump came along. It was like, oh, yeah, maybe our complaints were a little bit exaggerated. I, I think stuff is aged gracefully for George W. Bush. Stuff More so than his father, Reagan. Wait. Like, Republican-wise, I think he's, what, probably the best Republican in the past 40 years? Nah. Stuff ages gracefully for white people in America as presidents. Like, look how they look at Ronald Reagan now. They don't look as at the guy who talks about Reagan. A horrible human being. At least half the like minorities do. Like, I, I don't think people paint George Bush, W. Bush, in that same mold. Some people hate Reagan, but they sh they should hate Bush. They, like, do you see all the things that happen on under? See, that's the problem with America. Like, you look at our history books; they rewrite history to look favorable. To these white presidents. It, that's just the way it's been. Like George W. Bush, 9-11 happened on his watch. The motherfucker sure. act, uh, attacked an entirely different country. Does it get any fucking worse than that? Hurricane Katrina happened on his watch. Yeah. These things all happen on his watch. Just because he's been silent since leaving the White House doesn't erase all the bullshit that he did. I can almost guarantee you that our history books are going to read fairly for Trump, he will be controversial. He will be somebody who was polarizing. But all the shit that he did, they won't be writing about. Because I can guarantee that your kids and my kids, when they read about George W. Bush, they're going to look like, oh, it wasn't that bad, was it? Yes, the fuck yeah. it was. But what's crazy is I think my, 
my daughter, my middle daughter, Madison, texted me four times on election day. Don't forget to vote, Dad. Dad, vote. I was like, Madison, I voted. Okay, make sure you vote. And she was sending out these chain messages to everyone in the family. I was like, are you part of the Democratic Convention? Like, what are you doing blowing people up? She was like, I just want to make sure everyone knows to vote. And I was, I was like, so I feel like, and she's what, 13? But younger kids now, I didn't necessarily have that grasp. I was 13 when George W. Bush was elected. And I wasn't urging people to go out to vote. Like, I paid attention. But I feel like what we went through, and specifically, like, this past nine months, Black Lives Matter movement, the protests, all this stuff, I feel like a lot of these kids did grasp that. And with that comes how shitty Trump is. So I don't think he's going to be painted as favorably as you think. I think now the youth has a very good understanding of how shitty he was. Mm, I respectfully disagree. The, 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 it depends. Dude. I guess some racist people have conditioned their children to think he's amazing. Dude, George Bush stole an election in 2000. Yeah, he did. Stole an election. And everybody, now look. Like a thief I, in the night. That was like the first thing that, that was the first time I could vote. And I was, I spearheaded a Rock the Vote campaign in Vegas. I did a whole voter registration rally. I did all this shit. And when, when George Bush won, so many people were like, man, that shit will never happen again because we're energized now and we're hyped and this shit can't happen again. And then he won again. He beat John Kerry because John Kerry was a terrible candidate. Then Barack Obama won and we got all excited. Yeah, everything has changed. Yep. Every fucking four years, we let our guard down. Well, I'll say eight. We let our guard down. Even, even with Obama, like we got so excited about Obama, we let Trump come in through the back door. We do this every time. So this isn't this just because it seems like right now, because we live in a, in a country of right now. Yep. Right now, we're excited. Right. Like Black Lives Matter is not as profound at this very moment as it was three months ago for a lot of people. Mm. It's just not police brutality. Just not Breonna Taylor. Just not in six months from now. They'll let their guard down even more. And it's kind of some insight in uh, the book that I'm doing with Shea Serrano is that's exactly what I was talking about with To Pimp a Butterfly and Kendrick Lamar. That album wasn't important anymore. Because those things weren't happening. And then people were just like, oh, yeah, everything's cool. Yeah, you know, we're, you know, we're against it. But then we only are in the moment. We get hype in the moment. So everybody wants to vote now. But are we going to be this strong in two years, in four years, in six years? How are we going to write? Who's going to be responsible for writing those history books? Yeah. I don't know if our kids are going to be responsible for that. They may tell their kids their stories. But there's going to be a whole group of people, half of this country enjoys donald trump's presidency yeah a lot of them are going to write those books a lot of those are going to tell those stories so it's 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 not something that's just going to go away my hope is that that half and his base which i'm hoping that they don't you know boldface lie um not not his group but like you know these television networks and all this stuff that his base is what they say it is and that's uneducated rural white people and uneducated rural white people are not going to write the books no but that's not how trump didn't win just off of him no no i mean there's obviously we see the candace owens we see um these young you know maga kids like in fucking polo crew shirts and all that stupid shit but they're they're a very i'm hoping large minority because it shows 
that college-educated whites weren't for Trump. And he didn't really give a fuck about them. No, so I'm hoping care. those people are the ones writing the books. They won't be. Look, I'm man. hoping it's not the 36% Latino vote that showed up in Florida. It won't be them either. It'll be the rich Fuck. white people who have endorsed Trump this entire time, who head up these corporations. Like, have you ever noticed, like, if you even look at Black Lives Matter, we, look, we started people going, it's like, boycott Walmart or Target because the owner provided campaign funds to Trump or they endorsed the police district. Those are the people that are going to be writing the books. We don't have that kind of money. We don't have that kind of power. We should. Like, this should be another wake-up call, but we have a wake-up call every fucking eight years. Yep. It should be another wake-up call that we should be involved with this process. Like, we should be involved with, look, like, you shouldn't just be telling the stories, but you should be writing the books. You should be educators. You should be so many other things other than aspiring to be Instagram models. And this is no matter what race. Um, Instagram models, rappers, athletes. There's so much more shit to do because we have to be the storytellers. But we yep. haven't been. And that's why George W. Bush is looked at as a baby face now. Because the right people aren't telling the stories. Nah, so true. So true. Um, before we move off of Trump in this election, it looks like he's going down with the ship, right? It's, it's not done. You would love to remind me of that. It is not over. But it's not looking favorable. If Biden is announced as the winner, by the time people hear this, it could happen um, when Biden, let me just speak the shit into existence, is announced as the winner. Trump leaves peacefully? Do no. we get that? That, yo, all right, man, dap up. This is yours now. I'm out. Melania, grab the, grab the trunk. No. No? No. There's no way this man's leaving quietly. No way, no how. Shout out to AJ Springer, who says he, not only does he leave quietly, he leaves early. He also said this was going to be a blowout. Love my brother, but he said this <laughs> yeah, was going to be a blowout. It's not a blowout. Very true. Trump is the like he's going. Even if he leaves, it'll be loud. Every move he's about to make from the time that Biden gets the election caught, because he's never going to concede. This is the thing I keep saying: he's not going to concede. He's not yeah. going to say I lost. It's not going to happen. He won't accept it. So, yeah, he may not be there to shake Biden's hand and pass him the keys on Inauguration Day, but he's going to be somewhere that's going to need to be for Like, dude, he's going to the Supreme Court, even though he can't actually physically go to the Supreme Court to do anything. Like, he is really setting the stage for fighting this. And I told you all this. He's not going quietly. He's not packing his shit and leaving. Even out of frustration, when has Trump ever backed down from a fight? Listen, I don't never. There's not a fight that he doesn't think he can win, even if he's outmanned and it's impossible. Hence the million bankruptcies. There, there is no way that this man is just going to leave quietly. Like, no. he could, I mean, to be a dick, he could, like, just walk out December 1st. He's like, now you don't have a president. Fuck y'all. Like, he could yeah, do that. He, he could. It'd just be like, yo, we're not passing anything. No stimulus. No nothing. Fuck you guys. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. I'm out. Like, he could do that. But all signs point to everything that he's doing is going to be unconventional. This will not be something that he will bow out gracefully. Not even close. And it will look favorably on him throughout the course of history. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, they'll, they'll say that he was no punk. I mean, look at the narrative that's being set up. He, that, that Biden has stolen the election. Don't count the votes. Ridiculous. Are you kidding me? 
ridiculous. Yo, in states where they got to count the votes, like you're behind in Arizona, the people are so dumb that they're chanting, don't count the votes. They don't know what they're chanting for. And in Vegas, there was a guy with the cutoff, the beer. <laughs> barbecue beer and freedom. Barbecue right? beer and freedom. Woo. If, if I don't flip that for the next live show, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. If I don't show up with that shirt, that guy was hilarious. Like, they don't know what they're doing. They're just doing whatever they see him doing. Yeah, and he and he knows what he's doing. He ain't going quietly, man. Like he nah, is not about. He's to the see smartest him. idiot. Yes, like he knows how to play the game, and he's going to continue to play the game. So anybody who thinks he's just going to bow out quietly, sorely mistaken, man. Start start playing Triple H's theme song. Yeah, as soon as you, <laughs> it's time to play the game. Trump comes out of the Oval Office, like, oh, feel like Royal Rumble when Triple H came back. Um, all right, so we have that. Now let's tie this into pro wrestling. And Chris Jericho. Oh, man. Do we have Gotta to? Gotta talk about Jericho. <laughs> Gotta talk about Jericho. So Jericho comes out, and he tweets, like, can anyone else remember an election going this long? And he's completely pretty much saying what a lot of Trumpsters are saying, which is something is funny with this timeline and why they keep counting votes and so on and so forth. And he's getting roasted. His response to that is to say, well, I'm not political. Right. I feel it, it's weird because he said some weird shit during this lead up. I think we talked about it on this show. I can't remember exactly what it was, but we talked about him like once or twice during this lead up to the um, to the election, but Jericho is a weird guy to me now because we've talked about how great Hidden Rudd was in AEW. You can't take that away from the guy, and he's still doing great work. Him and MJF just had a great promo like three weeks ago. Character Jericho is incredible, but I feel like you know a lot of us fringe top five, you know, putting Jericho top eight all time. I feel like Jericho is going to Hulk Hogan himself. Yes. And we're I mean, just going to have to say, man, fuck Chris Jericho. Dude, it's pro wrestling, man. Some carny <laughs> shit that happens in pro wrestling. And it's it's like social media has allowed us to reach into the minds of some of our favorite athletes, entertainers, and find out shit that we don't like. Like, yeah. who knew Brett Favre was a complete douchebag when it comes to po politics? Who knew this? I mean, we could have guessed that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... With Jericho, you know, again, never surprised, always appalled. You know, he's a white Canadian, but he's been in America long enough to see how some of this shit works. And when we did talk about him, it was about his whole stand, like his positioning on Black Lives Matter, right? Yep. You look at a lot of these guys, and it's like you never want to meet your heroes because they're going to let you down. You don't even want to read their fucking tweets because that's going to be even worse. So it's like with somebody like Chris Jericho who comes out here and says, I'm not political, yet there is all this documentation about him, him funding the Trump campaign. Same thing with the fucking Undertaker. Like, I didn't expect, I mean, I didn't know. I should have known better. I didn't know Undertaker was going to be one of the good boys. Not me. I'm being <laughs> very sarcastic. Like, he's, he's a complete, he's a Trump supporter. Blue Lives Matter, all that shit. I didn't know that. Road, road dog? Really? The man who co-opted black culture with the locks and shit? Yo, that I was like, what are you talking about, fam? Your whole the whole reason you are here is because you started rapping and just we were acting black. 
Yes, that's exactly what it is. But that's where we're at now. We're going to find out sides of people that we really truly have to try to separate the person we see on TV from the individual who they are outside of that character. I mean, shit, man. We watch WWE. And Vince McMahon is a staunch Trump supporter. We watch the UFC. Dana White spoke at the Republican National Convention is probably pissed right now at what's going on. You have to, like, that's just the way America is. There's nothing we can do about it. People are fucked up. Now, I don't know, like, do I knock him? That's where I have to separate it. Like, I look at his body of work as a pro wrestler versus the individual. That's why, like, for a lot of people, LeBron James is going to be the GOAT. It's not just what he did on the court. It's what he did off the court. It's different. So I don't even know how I look at Jericho, the pro wrestler. I know how I look at him. Top 10, yes. But as an individual to tie in with a pro wrestler? Nah, mm -mm. not with this shit. But that's the way the ball bounces. Especially yeah. in pro wrestling and fucking MMA. <laughs> yeah, it's not like we necessarily cover the best of sports for you know minority progression. No, not at all. So I, not shocked, not surprised. It's just crazy to see people, you know, put their stupidity on display. <laughs> I mean, it's not the show for this, but Tito Ortiz won office. Yes, shows you how stupid people are. That's yeah. that's all it shows me. Like people like Tito Ortiz. Won. Yeah, yeah, we're a country yeah, of fucking idiots. Yes. Yeah, and Tommy Tuberville can't coach a football team anymore, but he's like a senator. <laughs> So it doesn't matter. There's some weird shit going on in weird areas of this country that we would never, we will never see those areas mm -mm. a day in our life. But these motherfuckers, they do some weird stuff out there. So yeah, it's crazy. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's get into pro wrestling, which we're here for. We got to talk Chris Jericho. AEW is coming up full gear is this weekend. So I'm going to run through and preview the whole card. You guys stay right there. We'll be right back. All right, we'll get back to the show in one second. But first, even though sports had a break, your business did it. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools for you to make your search that much easier. Those tools include sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. All right, just that quick, we are back, and we are talking about AEW Full Gear, which is on the table for this upcoming weekend. I'm sure it's nice to have these little pockets of, I guess, distraction 
from everything else that's been going on. I've been watching CNN like 24-7. But I will turn this on this weekend because I actually like the card from start to finish. I think some feuds have been built very well. Some others, maybe not. But Dre, we got to go through the whole thing. Let's start at the very beginning. Serena Deeb versus Allison K. NWA Women's World Championship. This match is weird, right? It's on the it's on the pre-show. But to me, putting on a women's world title match, regardless of promotion, that can possibly and will probably be better than your women's world title match doesn't really fit me very well. I mean, it's the NWA title, so sure. I mean, I think it's going to be it's going to be a better match than the AEW women's title. No, I don't think it'll be better than Sheeta and Nyla Rose. Mm-mm. I mean, no. Haven't I seen that already? Yeah, we have, but I th- I don't think it'll be. Uh, I don't think this match will be better. Serena Deeb is fine. Allison K is okay. I don't, I, I, I really like don't Allison expect K. this to be better. I think Sheeta and Nyla Rose actually do have a better match in them because their last match was like a no holds barred match. I could be totally wrong because Nyla does botch occasionally, but we shall see. Um, yeah. But I'm totally fine with this being on the pre-show. It's the reason why it's weird to me is because. It's the NWA title. So if like I'm watching the pre-show and I'm going, what the fuck is this title doing here? Right? Like, <laughs> what am I like you don't defend this regularly on TV? Like, this isn't this isn't the A an AEW title. So that's the confusing part to me. Yeah, like why not give the spot to maybe some AEW full-time talent? Right, because you have other women you're trying to build up to the title picture why aren't they in this spot yeah I, dog i don't know like the, when i saw this match i was like really why because how yeah. many people watch weekly on uh, aw dynamite and know who either of these people are yeah bro like why isn't big swole on the card even if you have the nwa world championship defended why isn't it defended against someone in your promotion so they can look like a million bucks and then, you know, lose, not win the belt, but, you know, look great. You give them a platform. I, I don't understand how this benefits. Yeah, I don't, I don't but, know. But I don't know. What, whatever they decide to do. And then we have Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. John Silver's been really fun to watch in the Dark Order. Little muscle head guy running around. Yeah, shit. yeah. Uh, this I will, think he's definitely the little breakout guy of the Dark Order. This will be a fun match. I mean, Cassidy will win, but I think this will be a fun match. Agreed. I don't, there's no reason for Orange Cassidy to lose. He's kind of they. They're in a weird place. Like he had so much momentum after the Jericho feud, right? But they haven't really done much. I mean, there's really. We're. I'm gonna get to why. What I think the the problem is, but this isn't. This that I don't know what they do with him. I, yeah, I honestly fun don't. match, but. You gotta strike while the iron's hot. Sometimes it's just what does striking mean? That's the question. Like, what does striking mean? Because they have a few guys who are actually pretty hot. Everybody can't be hot at once. No, but Orange Cassidy was was damn near as hot as it got for a second. Like you can put him in the what TNT Championship. They did. Uh, yeah, and then doesn't have it. He yeah, was in there they, for like they, a day. They can go back to it because how that match end. It was a draw. Exactly. Yeah. This is a placeholder. This is something to keep Cassidy busy until they figure out exactly the direction they're going to be going with him. Okay. It was a draw. 
you can figure it out. So that's a to be determined on Orange Cassidy. They haven't completely cooled off his hot streak, I guess. But still, it seems weird that you wouldn't. It's a draw, but just continue the program, right? Like, yeah. no, they've kind of just tabled him to the side and then bringing him back in. And then uh, Jericho versus MJF. If MJF wins, he's joining the dark, uh, the inner circle. Um, it's weird because I want MJF to win and the inner circle to kick Chris Jericho out. I This is one of those scenarios where I really have no idea how this is going to play out. Part of me wonders, no. is Jericho just going to go on tour? Is like, this the break that he was supposed to take before COVID happened? I think so. But now it's like, I really, the inner circle's unnecessary now. Right. Sammy got the boost he needed. He never got to come back. LAX is wasted in it. And uh, we the people sucks. So I I think it's a waste. It, it did what it had to do at the start of AEW. I think you could start dismantling. Yeah, I mean, it's time to take him apart, right? Because if, even if MJF found a way to win, I can't see Santana Ortiz. It wouldn't make any sense, right? No. It wouldn't they make gotta it. refuse to work for him and then bounce. Yeah, like there are, I, there's a, so many things going on with MJF, and I can't figure out if it's good or bad because they've kind of hinted here and there that MJF Wardlow split. I'm yep. not sure where this whole thing is going to end up. So this, that's why this match really has my attention because I, I just don't know what they're doing. Just don't fuck it up. Like it's time for LAX to do their thing as a tag team. Sammy Guevara clearly has done what he's needed to do. Um, Jake Hager, nobody gives a shit. So he can yep. always be Jericho's muscle. I mean, I fully expect a Hager Wardlow match at some point. That's the only thing I can get out of that. So we'll see how this all goes. Yeah, you would think that'd be a good match, right? Like two big bruisers, but I haven't seen anything from Jake Hager that makes me excited. Not at all. So, yeah, I'm whatever. Wardlow has looked good in the past couple weeks. And I like Wardlow. The, you know, the only bad thing about him is the outfit when he wrestles. And we'll get to someone else like that in a, in a second. But it's just, he can do more. Maybe it is time to split him from MJF. This could be a good way to do it. Like you said, hopefully they don't botch it. Uh, you have Jericho, MJF winning. I have MJF winning. I just, okay. it's hard for me to see Jericho going over in this match, but I don't know. Me too. And it's weird that the split just came at the go-home show. Yeah. Right? Like, did you like that? That it was a quick split? Like, now we finally get, okay, MJF is fed up, and then boom, right into the pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind it. They, they've they teased okay. it for long enough, and now we're here, so I'm, I'm cool with that. All right. It seemed quick, but no problem. And then next up, we have Sheeta versus Nyla Rose. We talked, I mean, I've seen it. They They could probably pull more out, but that's... What's the story? The story is the same. It is. Big wrestler, champion. Nyla has to look super strong early, beat the hell out of Sheeta. Sheeta has to come back, find a way to chop her down, literally. Big man, little man storyline style. And then end up winning. The gutsy performance, 15 minutes. I saw that the first time. I don't, I don't know how this changes. Anything. I'm, uh, I think they've done a poor job building this match. And oh God! If I listen to another Vicky Guerrero promo, yeah. Oh. Um, I I think there's no outcome that I think works for me. 
I don't think <laughs> Sheeta should win because I feel like her title run has been stale to a degree. But then if Sheeta doesn't have the title, I don't know what she is. Nala Rose getting the title back again also seems strange to me because it doesn't feel like they have enough talent up at the top to make sense out of this. And I think they've already done... Didn't they do Britt Baker and Sheeta before? Yep. But Britt wasn't necessarily this iteration of Britt. Right. So I feel like that's the direction you kind of have to go because I can't see any other woman on this roster right now competing for the AEW title. No. So... Maybe Sheeta wins, and we go with Britt Baker versus Sheeta. I'm okay with that. I just don't know what you do with Nala Rose if she loses again. I mean, then she's the big show, right? Like she's Braun Strowman. She is that person that the next baby face climbs over to earn that spot. If you know Britt Baker becomes champion, you got to go through Nyla. It's she's the roadblock, um, which isn't a bad position, by the way. Like she's will stay in the top four or five women in that company. It's just you've exhausted your title opportunities. Yeah. So you're kind of stuck. It's weird. But, yeah, I I think they put it back on Nyla. That's going to be my prediction. Because I think they just want more Vicky Guerrero. I think they like that. They love this old, you know, WWE talent as manager shit. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't think that's the reason why. I just think that Nyla is built for this title. And... That's kind of the reason I got to put it back on her because her losing again just doesn't work. I, I just, I look at the depth of this division. I just don't know where you go from here. No idea. It's, it's a four-person division. Yeah. At, at max, four-person division. So it's it's rough. And they got to get an influx of characters and on-screen ready talent. And that's tough. Because, you know, as much as people talked about, like, yeah, they at the top, they have a lot of people who've been on camera, and they, they've done well and adjusted to that. But they didn't bring in any WWE impact, real heavy-hitting talent in the women's division. No one who worked weekly TV. They brought in a bunch of indie women who were talented, but indies. Like, no one has weekly TV experience to carry that division. Yeah, I don't know. So that's that's tough. Um I don't know. Maybe Nyla wins and they did some surprise shit like sign. uh, What's her face? I forgot. From Impact. Who was in Mexico? Who? Talking about Thunder Rosa? No, no. Thunder Rosa allegedly is going to WWE. Um, Oh, man. Her dad's a four horseman. What is her name? You talking about Tessa? Tessa Blanchard. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe they like bring in Tessa as a baby face. And she f- faces down with Nyla after Nyla wins. They seem due for like some shenanigans or a big pop. Surprise, you know, person. They do that shit every show. I mean, yeah, I, th- I feel like they. I feel like they're waiting be for a good spot for it. They, they feel like they're they're waiting for the Tessa bullshit to go away to bring her in, and I don't know when it's gonna go away. But yeah, I mean, sooner or later you just gotta save the vision. You can only sit on talent for so long. Yeah. Um. Next up, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. I mean, Sammy needs to go over. Matt doesn't. That's that. Is this a cinematic match? Yes. The elite deletion? I, it has to be. Okay. Um, I don't know how this fits in a paper. This paper is going to be long as hell. Yes. If you give me a Matt Hardy deletion scene in the middle of it. Uh, it's going to be fun. 
Sammy Guevara is fun. So I, I like that. That There's been very few non-entertaining final deletion style matches. So I have faith that it's going to be a fun match. It's just going to make this pay-per-view long as hell. And uh, yeah, give me Sammy winning. Why not? And I think Sammy going over on Matt would set the stage for a really fun feud between Sammy Guevara and Orange Cassidy. I think that'd be a great feud. It'd be better if that was somehow for a TNT championship. But whatever. Cool. You know, that's tied up right now. So whatever works. But uh, I think those guys, that's a feud will be one of those preview feuds, you know, where we go back and we see like the cool like Chris Jericho versus Rey Mysterio feud early in WCW. And then we see it seven years later in WWE for like the main title, you know? Right. It's one of those callback feuds where like, yo, you remember one year into AEW that these two were feuding? Cassidy and Sammy Guevara? Like, damn, yeah. And now it's five years later and they're feuding for the AEW title. So that's, it could be really cool in that regard. Um, next up, FTR versus the Young Bucks. This has probably been the worst built match and storyline they have in the company. Mm, Nala Rose and Sheeta's been pretty bad. Like, this has been poorly <laughs> Vicky built. Vicky Guerrero's made that for Yeah, like, this is, I haven't liked how they've played this to get here. Like, the path getting here, considering all the heat that these two had on social media and the build and the excitement with FTR joining uh, AEW, they've fumbled the ball here. Um, the one thing that I really, really, really don't like about this match is that new stipulation that if they lose, just like Cody, They'll never challenge for the AEW title again. I don't like this shit. It's dumb. Why do yeah, it? Why, why go through all this? To walk it back later? Like, I don't get it. Like, this has been poorly built because now they've angled back to the Young Bucks being baby faces and FTR being the heels. Well, FTR has always been the heels. But I this is this is just strange, man. Like, I think this match is going to deliver. I think they kind of know that they have to. And but the win, the outcome, I don't think you could take the titles off FTR right now. I don't think you should. No, it's this is their first true pay per view title defense. There's so many other teams they could be feuding with. But that stipulation makes me say, well, how the hell can you have the Young Bucks? See, with Cody, I get it because they have a, a TNT title and he can do something else. What do you do with the Young Bucks if they're not the champions at some point? If they can never be champions? That seems ridiculous. It does seem ridiculous. I I don't know. Tully Blanchard is banned from ringside. Maybe that plays a part in it. He comes out to interfere. I don't want to see these two with shenanigans. I don't think we're going to have I don't need to see Tully. I, I think they'll, they'll do a shenanigans-free match. If they don't, that's shame on them. Like This needs to be a straight-up like killer-ass match. That's what this needs to be. Yeah. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm going to pick the Bucks just because I can't figure out why they would put this dumbass stipulation in here. It's really getting under my skin. So <laughs> I'm going to pick the Bucks because I feel like that they have to be either your champs or Bucks. Like the, you can't have arguably one of the greatest tag teams in pro wrestling never compete for the title again. You can't do this shit twice. You already did with Cody. So I'm going to have to just pick the Bucks. Yeah, they would find a way down the, down the line to explain why they get another title shot. I'm going with FTR. Can't lose it on your first pay-per-view. I don't think they should, but we'll see. Dumb stipulation. I think they win, though. I just, I hope it's a really, really good match. And 
FTR has given me some okay matches. They haven't given us the one yet. I don't think they've yet. given me a... Yeah, they haven't given us the one. This has to be that. I don't care who wins. This has to be that. And then Cody versus Darby Allen. Cody's going to win. Man. Okay. It's Cody at pay-per-view. Cody must bleed, though. How about that? Cody's going to bleed. Yeah. So here's but my complaint. He's going to win. I'm complaining. As much as I like AEW, there's just a lot of shit that I haven't liked lately. Cody closing out Dynamite this week and cutting a yep. promo on Darby at the end because that's a match that has zero heat going into it felt very grandstandish and unnecessary because the main event and the segment between those two should have Incredible. closed Dynamite. But they're trying to make us care about this match, and it's hard because there's been no interaction between Darby and Cody. There's no heat. There's nothing Cody's there. had a new opponent every two weeks. Right, and I get it with the open challenge shit, but eventually you need a feud for this title. And I thought that's what it was going to be with Brody Lee. I don't know where Brody Lee is. We haven't seen him in weeks. No. Yo, they. when you lose a championship match, you're gone. Yeah. Like, they cool you all the way down and then build you back up. So it's there's no losing and then, okay, I'll see you at the next pay-per-view with stakes. How do you ever get to a blood feud? I don't know. They, they have to figure this thing out with the title now. So... I'm going to pick Cody to win because it just doesn't make sense for Darby to beat him right now because there's just not enough on the line. You know who should beat Cody? Pac. Orange Cassidy. No, Pac. Oh, Pac's going to come back. <laughs> he should beat Cody. The problem right? is is that I don't think... I don't think this is what he's returning for. No, he's returning for Moxley. Yep. Which means, and we'll get to that, that they're about to do it to me again. And I'm so damn upset. But we'll get to that. Um, yeah, I'm picking Cody. Next match, Hangman versus Kenny Omega. It's going to be the best match of the night. Kenny Omega is going to win. This shit's going to be New Japan quality Kenny Omega. I have nothing bad to say about this match. I Listen, I love drunk Hangman Page. I think he found something. I think he's amazing. They did this once when they started up. Hangman got the nod. It's Kenny's time. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree and, that... And I love that it's a future AEW World Championship match, not immediate right. World Championship match. I think this is the moment. This, remember what I said about um, Kenta? <laughs> like, it's you got to show yeah. up. This yeah. is Kenny's moment. We've been yeah. waiting. We've been sitting here going, all right, Kenny, we get it. You can't sit at the top already. We get it. You're not New Japan Kenny yet. You need to be New Japan Kenny now. Yeah. Because if you're I not, will be. I give up. Yeah. I have no doubts that he will be. No, I, I don't think so. Either. machine in full effect. I think, yeah. I think like, this match, Kenny wins, but it also really elevates Paige. Because Paige, oh, yeah. as good as he has been, he has not been a person we've talked about for having great singles matches. So, and we know he has it in him, too. Like, we've seen him have oh, good yeah. matches. And, and his tag team with Kenny has been great. This is going to be the match. I don't know if it'll be the best match of the night because I have this feeling that the Young Bucks and, and FTR are going to do some wild shit. But we might have that's two. Not the F, that's not FTR's game, really. Like, I hate that FTR does a splash off the top. No, no, no. See, I, it's, I'm not saying wild like that. I just think this match is going to be full of crazy near falls. It's going to have okay. just some... It's, it's just going to be... I think it's going to be a great match where their styles mesh so perfectly that I wonder yeah. if... 
Kenny and uh, Page can top it. It also makes me wonder if Kenny and Adam Page open up this pay-per-view. Because you can't put these That'd matches next to each other. Yeah, back-to-back is a little tough. <laughs> no, I mean, that would be great. I would Listen, I'm all here for it. I still think it's the best match of the night wherever you put it. But I'm here for it. I have no doubt Kenny, I think, you know, he's just been waiting. Biding his time. And this is his year to show out. If Kenny's not number one on that PWI list next year, I'll be shocked. Shocked. Because I think he's going on that type of run. Um, And then we have, let me make sure I got everything else in, main event. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. This has been incredible. These promos, to be fair, I don't even got to see them wrestle. Like, (laughs) I'm okay with just going back-to-back promos every week. It's been like three, four weeks of just fire promos. Eddie Kingston makes made me want him to win this. He's that believable. Fuck Moxley. <laughs> like, I am completely on Kingston's side on this. And, man, it was so good this week. Someone on Twitter pointed out how, like, Moxley did his promo. And it was like the angel and the devil, like, over the shoulder. Yeah. The way it was filmed. And I was like, damn, yeah, that was filmed so well. And Kingston's reactions without saying a word while Mox was going back and forth. And then, oh, Kingston's lying about winning a title and giving it to his mom. Yeah, man. It's, and this this is why you don't have a, a daughter-in-law. This is why you don't have grandchildren. It's because I, I was going to get this. Fuck, that's good. That guy has money. Told you. Money. I hate his ring attire. <laughs> Let him wrestle in jeans and the throwback. But outside it. Man, I don't even care at this point. Him and Keith Lee have the worst ring attire in pro wrestling. And I don't care. Like, I like them both too much. I want him to win. This shit's going to be crazy. This is going to be another Moxley match. Yeah. Definitely. They're going to beat the hell out of each other. I quit matches. There's going to be tables. There's going to be blood. There might be barbed wire. <sighs> Moxley wins, though. Oh, yeah. There, only, and I, there, I think it's a one-off. I think, yeah. I mean... You know they and might that, they might have a pisses me off. they might have a blow off on like a dynamite because it's not going to be another pay per view for a few months. So by by the time the next pay per view comes around, Moxley will be in another feud. Um, and this has gone it on for a couple so months. Much. They've they've done this for a couple months. So yeah, yeah, Moxley's got to go over and um, this go half the year. Like I I want listen. I know I quit match is a pretty big stipulation, right? Like to give another stipulation after that is kind of tough. But I'd be with it. Yeah. I mean, I think... They haven't done a cage match, right? Give me a cage match. They'll find something for Kingston to do. He, he's good enough that he's made even after he loses this match. So he'll be fine. But he's yeah. losing. Yeah, yeah he's going to lose. Um, my, my position remains the same. Moxley doesn't lose until Omega beats him. You're probably right. So I think, though, this is where, you know... Pack comes in, and then we see him face off against Moxley and stare him down. And then that's the next feud. And then, you know, Kenny Omega get his shot at double or nothing, you know, when we have fans in May, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I mean, Vegas should be more open. Like, Vegas is at the point where they give kind of little fucks anyway. So I see them at least climbing back up and allowing fans by May. Maybe. So I think double or nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
I mean, that's that's the way I, I see it going. Fuck, I wish this Eddie Kingston feud could be like six months, though. The guy, he just, he elevates that position. Like, it feels like a main title feud. I saw people saying they're going to buy the pay-per-view just for this. And that's what you're supposed to be at the top. It's definitely Moxie's best feud going into it. Into a pay-per-view. Yeah, definitely. So, it'll it'll be interesting. Hopefully, the match, there's no way the match is going to be bad either. They're just going to beat the shit out of each other. It's not like you got to be technical wizards to pull this off. So, it, it's going to be great. Great main event. Looking forward to the whole card. There's some ups, there's some downs, but the ups should be really up. Um, make sure you guys hit us up on Twitter and let us know who you guys think are going to win. Watch it with us on Saturday as it's going on. Comment with us on social media. That's going to be a fun day. Nope, don't guys, comment with me. I ain't watching it live. I got the Devin Haney oh, fight. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's on the freeze. I have three televisions. Comment with me. I'll be watching it live. So, you guys stay right there, though. When we come back, we got to talk a little NXT and a little main roster to wrap up the show. Don't go anywhere. We'll get right back to the show in a second. But first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals to teams, player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we are back and we are just wrapping things up with a little bit of WWE talk. We're going to start at NXT and specifically NXT UK. Shout out to everyone that was hitting us up last week. As soon as this match happened, they were hitting us up on Friday. Like, yo, have you guys seen it? Have you watched it? And I, I was swamped last week. So I was like, no. I finally saw it on Sunday. Dre, I think you saw it on Saturday? Yeah, I watched it Saturday night after the tank fight. Yeah, and it was just... <sighs> Walter and Dragunov for the NXT UK title. It's amazing because WWE is always like this, and I think a lot of promotions are like this. You're only as good as your top guy. When your top guy is rolling, it covers up a lot, a lot of stuff underneath you. And Walter is so perfect as a champion, and this is why. He beat the shit out of Dragunov, and Dragunov was incredible. I didn't know what it was going to take to keep him down. It made him look like a million bucks without hurting Walter at all and taking the belt off him. That's what a champion should be. You elevate people even when they lose to you. I thought it was perfect. Walter chopped the shit out of him like eight times to start the match. In the first two minutes, I was like, oh, his chest is going to be gone. But he kept taking it, and he looks crazy. I love the contacts. There's just something something really good there. I think he's going to be like a really good mid-card. If they had a mid-card title, it would be his already for Dragunovs. Because I, I think there's something there. And Walter's Walter, so... Can't go wrong, Walter. Yeah. This, I mean, this is my type of match. Two guys just beating the fuck out of each other. I'm here for it. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. They didn't waste a single minute. There were no rest holds. 30, was it about 30 minutes? Of them just beating yep. the shit out of each other. 
I mean, in Dragon, I was only about a buck ninety, muscle muscular little guy. But man, some of the shit he was laying in the Walter, like there's there is a sequence towards the end where, first of all, Dragon, I was like German suplexing Walter like it's nothing. <laughs> but there's yeah. a spot where he can't figure out how to keep him down, and he does like this diving like torpedo headbutt on Walter when he's like just sitting up, and I was like Jesus Christ! Like I jumped out of my seat when he did that. I was like, who does this stuff? <laughs> just like a missile. Still couldn't keep him down. The power bombs at Walter, those are sick. That splash, nobody gets up from. This match is going to be in the conversation for match of the year. It's in my conversation. May not be number one. May end up being top five. Because I just yeah. enjoy two guys beating the hell out of each other. And then it makes me go, why did Walter get eliminated so quick in Survivor Series last year? Bro, we don't speak about that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. My biggest thing is, I'm so glad they made Dragunov pin him. In the tag match leading up to this, because I no longer have to worry about the only time Walter's been pinned in five years was that Survivor Series, yeah. and it happened in like two minutes. At least he's been pinned again. Yeah, but this match, this was, this he has was not excellent. been pinned in singles action in five years. Now we're just rewriting the way we word those things. Yeah, that's fine. So, so the only so the good. only thing is, give these guys a break. They don't need to wrestle for like the rest of the year because there's no way that they're well, especially no, you're not topping. This yeah, especially Dragonov. Because that man just, <laughs> my God. But again, they have to get you know more people into the scene. The show itself was okay. I mean, it was just a regular. It was TV, it. dude. It was, it was a TV, TV show. Yeah, it, was, it was a TV show, but it was pretty good. It's not. It wasn't bad. No, but it was just. It was unbelievable. Like I'm watching this and like, this is what you guys do on TV. <laughs> like, yeah. And I watch and I I try to watch you, Kevin, watch in a while since the pandemic, and it's like. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, the- it reminded me of when NXT was on the network. Yeah, Yes. Yes. That's exactly where you what would was. get these. Ugh. So you had to tune in. You would get these once a month. Yeah. This, this That's what it reminded me of. Um, okay. And then next up, NXT itself. They're gearing up for war games. And two things stick out to me in NXT. First, the women are getting a ton of time. And that's great because there's injuries everywhere else. So instead of trying to shoehorn other people into stuff, you're like, you know what? We're just going to give the women a ton of time. There's three, what, maybe four women's feuds on TV right now. Mm -hmm. And what Ember Moon opened up this week versus Dakota Kai. Now it's 50-50 booking, which is a little weird for Ember Moon coming back. Thought you were building her to something. But that's cool. She beat Dakota. Now Dakota beats her. Now you'll have to have a blow-off where Ember Moon goes over and you figure it out next. Then you have Tony Storm. Probably going to be in the main event picture. You have Shotzi versus... Uh, who's Shotzi going against? She wrestled Tony Storm, but clearly she's going with the Candice LeRae feud now. Oh, Candice LeRae. Candice ran over the tank. Yes. So it's on between her and Shotzi. Yep, you're right. And then the champion's sitting back and, and watching the madness. Yeah. To see who's going to challenge her. She has a match on television against Rhea Ripley coming up. So I don't think Rhea's going to be her feud. No. But Rhea beat Gonzalez, and that was a feud. And there's just a lot of women on TV. And I, I think this is how you rebuild the division. Because the division got a little weird. When the call-ups happened. No, it got I really think, weird when Charlotte was involved, and it was absolutely pointless. Oh, Charlotte. That's what it was. Charlotte derailed the whole damn thing. Because Rhea was hot for a second. Yeah. Charlotte crashed everything. But now I think they're hitting their stride again. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, the, I mean, the, the getting Ember Moon back in the in the mix, feuding with Dakota Kai, I'm perfectly fine with this. They've got something with Shotzi Blackheart. She's really good. Shotzi, she can go in the ring too. Yeah, like they have something with her, so they're fine there. Like the women's division, completely different than AEW's women division. Yeah, this is enjoyable. Yeah, and there's yeah. there's all kinds of directions they they can go, and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, and I like EO just standing on top, just watching the madness. Yeah, just like cool. I'm just letting everyone figure it out underneath me. And then, uh, I guess, three things. The second thing, Kushida hasn't lost since May. Yeah. They're... I don't see him lose. <laughs> like, I, you call it his dungarees. Mm-hmm. But Gene's wearing Kushida. He's a whole different beast. I'm loving it now. Yeah, Gene's Kushida. I mean, Cameron Grimes has something as well. Cameron Grimes does. He's really good slime ball. Here. Yeah, like his the way he tapped out of Kushida was great. Um, this is this is smart. What's weird to me, and I'm only gonna spend two seconds on this, is why is Velveteen Dream still on my goddamn television, and why is he in a main event know, against man. Champa? I don't know. I cut it. Like, I, can't, I can't call it. I mean, what are they supposed to do with him? I guess take like, him off once TV. Once you say, once you, he's been off TV like four times the past two years. Not but at not this by, point, like he's been off of TV because of his own bullshit. Now he's healthy. Yeah. Take him off TV. Because he's he's just all the bullshit he's done before. I don't want to see him on my TV. I think they're trying they to punish didn't him. Cut him when they didn't cut him. It was just like whatever. But I'm just saying, like they try if they're trying to punish him by having him lose, it's not working. Because that's not what people want. We just don't want to see him, right? Like after Kushida did the whole beat the shit out of him, I thought they were writing yeah. him off of television. Champa gets nothing beating Velveteen Dream, so I think this whole thing is pointless. Yeah, I mean, Dream's just going to sell and lose to everyone. All right, whatever. I mean, if he's the jobber of the mid-card, then cool. I don't know where Ciampa's going either. It's kind of biding time. But listen, again, ton of injuries. It's hard to mix stuff around when you have a ton of injuries. Now, the third thing to touch on NXT is gearing up for war games. Pat McAfee is going to be a weekly staple now because Finn Balor's jaw is still wired shut to my knowledge, and he's out for like another four weeks. NXT is not involved in the Survivor Series, so really, you don't have to have the title defended at War Games at all. You don't. In November, so I don't, I don't think the main title is defended at all. It gives Finn time to get healthy again. I think it gives, I mean, it gives the opportunity for a challenger to present himself, which is cool. I Maybe Cross comes back. Because it's so much time. Maybe you get Finn versus Cross or, you know, you get Finn versus someone else and then Cross comes up. Finn versus Kushida would be really fun. Yeah. I feel like he's working his way there. So, I mean, they have options. So, if you go Ciampa versus Kushida, you know, number one contenders match at TakeOver, I'm cool with it. Without Dream, anywhere next to that shit. So, I, I think you have good options there. Gargano's still champion now. Um, that gives you more options on the mid card as well, so we'll see where where that goes, and that happened at Halloween Havoc, which was a good show. Halloween Havoc was a great show, great show. Like, they had like top to bottom. I enjoyed that. The thing, so here's my thing about McAfee. I feel like not his own fault. Maybe it is because he doesn't know any better. He is swallowing up his own faction. Birch and Lorcan just look like goons right now. They don't even talk. No. McAfee talks all the time, like. 
done being McAfee is actually good. He's a good, <laughs> like, but I'm saying he's a good he's talker. Good. But you want to make sure that your faction all looks tough, strong. Yeah, and Lorkin and Birch don't look like that. I don't buy them as tag team champions. They, I don't buy, no. necessarily buy them as the henchmen. I, I don't know. I just Dunn looks like a million bucks. He looks amazing. Like his his reasoning for joining them makes sense. Right. And I love that McAfee took the picture and was like, the best faction, everyone smile, and Dunn is just ice grilling. There's nothing better than heel Pete Dunn. And if this is the way we get back to that, perfect. Fine with that. I'm not sure if there's any way that you could convince me that Undisputed Era as a babyface faction is going to work for me. Yeah, it's tough. Because, yeah. like, <laughs> I, don't know. Yeah. I think I've said this before. Roderick Strong's not a good babyface. Kyle O'Reilly like, splitting from Undisputed Era gives... Because I know what this is. The WWE or NXT, both, are looking at the Undisputed Era as like, we've done this for a few years now. We need to do something new with the Undisputed Era. Yeah. Roddy being Listen, added... broke was, up the new day. Right. Like, anyone can get that, it. They're looking at it as, okay, we need something fresh. So turn them babyface and that'll be fresh. No, for me... The fresh thing was Kyle O'Reilly being split from the group. Because Kyle is clearly prepped for singles action. Like, he's a guy who can run by himself. But now the whole faction is babyface. It mutes Kyle O'Reilly because Adam Cole is clearly the face of that faction. Roddy and Fish aren't necessarily good babyfaces. And they're going to feud with Pat McAfee for how long, right? It's going to be through war games, but I don't know what's after that. So Well, then they got to take those tag team titles because, God... it's please I, like again. I get it, but I don't think this is the best use for undisputed era. And I don't know about Adam Cole as a babyface. I think Adam Cole would be good at whatever he does. Because you know what? Much like Kevin Owens, it's it's not going to be the greatest babyface run. But whenever he turns heel again, it's magnificent. Yeah, but I just I don't know, man. It's always great to see him go back heel. So yeah, like if you instead of just being heel and middling. Yeah, be babyface for a while. Because once you get fans back and he turns heel again, even better. They'll have to convince me because I'm not buying it at this very moment. Yeah, I think think he'll be fine as a babyface for now. That faction. Then they got to go heel again. Like, it's just a faction that will go heel again. But a babyface run for now. Get some different opponent matchups that you wouldn't get, get his heels. I'm all right with it. And McAfee's good on the mic. It's war games. He's going to jump off the cage or some shit. He's going to be shaming man. Whatever. It's grown on me. Whatever. Uh, main roster. <laughs> In the rundown, I summed it up as this. SmackDown is good. Raw is bad. Uh, dude, can we just end That's Retribution it. now? I don't know what they're doing. It's not even... It's to the point where it doesn't even look good on Mustafa Ali. It's it's bad. No one looks good out of this. It's, it's bad. Between... There's a couple things. A couple notes. Retribution stinks. It's over. Yep. The best thing you can do is just make them disappear and come back as the regular selves, right? Like, this, this yep. shit sucks. The longer it drags on, it ruins everybody. Like, I'm getting hurt to get out of Retribution. If I'm Mia Yim, be- I'm just jumping off a turnbuckle on my head. Just get me out best of The best thing they've done is put the stupid mask on them. Because then maybe if you come back normal looking like yourself, you can still save yeah. your career. So that's, that's whack. Um, Matt Riddle? Mm, just being Riddle now? Seriously? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's the Riddler. That was dumb. this is whack. This is this is number two thing. This is whack. Street Profits versus New Day, though. I am excited. Very for good. Um, yes. I'm looking forward to that. Roman Reigns and Jay Uso have been still incredible. This is 
Can't wait until Jimmy comes back. Look, man. Again, Samoa SWAT team. We're here now. Like, we're here. And, you know, crushing Daniel Bryan is how you get over. You, yep. you kill Daniel Bryan. Everybody loves Daniel Bryan. So, even it, everything they've done with Roman Reigns has been excellent. Like, this has been excellent. But, yeah, the riddle thing and retribution, not good. Tucker getting squashed by Ricochet. What? Why? Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's go, Ricochet. No, this means nothing for Ricochet. He's going nowhere. Get over yourself. No, it's not happening. I just, I, listen, I celebrate the small victory. That, and that's very minute. Because all that happened he, was retribution. He could have gotten crushed by Tucker. He could have. That's what I thought was so, going to happen. But neither of them are going anywhere. No. And then to be involved with retribution no, is all bad. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's very bad. So I've got, But I've maybe got we get Mustafa Ali versus Ricochet. And I think that's Mustafa's first winning program in part of Retribution, Dark. which isn't, again, not saying much. Um, SmackDown, I think, still very good. Having Kevin Owens over there works. Um, I, you touched on Roman Reigns. I like the Survivor Series matchups on paper right now. I think Reigns could beat Orton, and Orton doesn't really take that much of a hit. What did I tell you about The Fiend, though? I told you. Oh, The Fiend's stalking his ass, yeah. I still don't understand that. There, there's, and I like the Fiend and Alexa Bliss, but why in the title picture? I told you, and it makes sense with Randy Orton, just not for the title. They're working their way back around to getting this title on them. I just, I don't get it. But for who to get it off? The Fiend. The Fiend to get. I don't know who's going to get it off of him. Because again, at this point, that's what the Fiend is for, right? The Fiend has been to hold the title so someone can take it off of him and look incredible. There's no way you can look at who. Eh, Roman Reigns, it made for a pretty good comeback for Roman. Not, and even then, it was like a run in. Yeah. Beating the hell out of people. And it was a triple threat. Nah, man. There's nobody's gonna look incredible in this. They are just determined to do something with this character, no matter how bad they fuck it up. I like the fiends still. I, I know yeah, you I like do. I'm just saying, but he's he's yeah, great when he's not involved with the title. At all. He's he's great when he's not involved. with I agree. They're gonna put him, him right and back. Him Alexa there. Bliss, him and Alexa Bliss, I thought had something really good, something you could build in non-title feuds. Yeah. Well, that's not where we're going here. We're gonna get another title not. match at some point. Yeah, maybe they just think he sells a lot of merch. I don't, I don't understand. Um, Lashley versus Sami Zayn is gonna be a good callback match. Yeah. It Between will. those two champions. That's going to be fun again. Um, main title is going to be fun. You touch on tag titles. That's going to be good. Sasha Banks versus Asuka is going to be great. Unless Sasha loses so to Bailey. Matches. This is so weird. Oh, God. Sasha could lose to Bailey. Because, again, she loses in a month every time. Yeah. Yo, she could lose again in a month and then have to go through the Rumble. But, see, they've, they've blown this feud already. I don't know. That's a pretty built-in storyline yeah, where Sasha but no. continuously loses every time in a week. No, nah, but it's not a storyline that they tell. They don't tell us that Sasha can't hang on to the title. That's what Bailey cut a whole promo about last week. Yeah, but they don't... If They've already blown their load on how we got to this feud, right? Now, if you want to drag yeah. it out again till WrestleMania, it's not going to have the same juice behind it. Because you're doing a title match. The match would have to be better. You, you, It would have to be... A ladder match, and they would have to. Dog, they just did hell in a cell. It doesn't yeah, get any I mean, better. It no feud. TLC? No feud goes above hell in a cell. None. Uh, now that it's just a pay per view gimmick, I disagree. But, so okay, maybe so, back in the day it had more. Teeth. But what's the blow off match now? How could a ladder match be more dangerous than a hell in a cell match? 
Oh, you got to go like TLC match or something. Because you, you get the high spots. It's not dangerous. But the TLC, of course, you put some distance in between it. But it still gives you a match that can compare to the stakes that it had at TLC. Yeah. Because you just can't have a plane match. They're, like, a plane match isn't going to do Look, man. They're not, they're not. If they do do this, they've already ruined it. They fucked this up. They fucked yeah. this up. The Hell in the Cell match could have been done at WrestleMania. They fucked this up. I agree, but if you give me a TLC match between them at WrestleMania, I think it's still going to be very Kale, good. it's November 5th. We're not getting yeah. Bailey and Sasha at WrestleMania. Okay, I'm okay if we don't. Listen, I'm also okay if Sasha just holds the belt. And She's not holding the belt I, either. Listen, man, why did you shit on Ricochet and then now Sasha? I'm just telling you. What are you trying to do to me here today? I, I'm just telling you. I don't, Sasha Banks is going to be champion at WrestleMania. I, I, I hope so. Like, I, I hope so. But, it, and, if, and if so, the match I would like to see is Sasha and Bianca Belair, two black women. Agreed. But I don't Bianca know. Bianca should win the Rumble. I don't know if they're going to go that route. But I fear Charlotte's coming back, and Charlotte wins the Rumble to challenge there Asuka. There you go. So, Either Asuka or Back-to-back Rumble winner. She'll be back. Like, I, I don't know. But whatever. Back-to-back Rumble winner. Charlotte Flair. It's better if, listen. Charlotte's going to be against Asuka. It's, that's just the matchup. But it'd be better if they used the Elimination Chamber to do that. Going back-to-back in Royal Rumble is kind of a hat on a hat. I mean, but Charlotte wears them all, so. She, she she's the John Cena of the women's division. She's going she is. Every accolade she's got to get. Yep. And she, every record, it's going to be crazy. So, yeah, I think that's the way we're going. That's the main roster. A lot of pro wrestling this weekend. Next week. We'll be back with Pro Wrestling. We're going to actually kick off the first show next week with Pro Wrestling, recapping AEW and that pay-per-view, talking about everything going into the next week. And then we'll touch on MMA and boxing later down the road um, during the week. So it's actually going to be back-to-back Pro Wrestling episodes. So that is going to be fun. Plus, we have some very fun announcements about to come to light that we'll talk about more on the next episode as well so we appreciate you guys listening to this again stay safe don't spend all your time watching the election and results like dre says it's gonna happen when it happens be sure you guys take time for yourself check on your friends stay rona free make sure you guys follow us on social media at the corner podcast at corner podcast underscore on twitter at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Follow me at Kel Dansby and him at Andreas Hale on all platforms. Man, it's been one hell of a show today, but we got to go. So, till next week, we're out. Peace. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.